Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today is a very special day. Because we are stepping away from the world of the Marvel Cinematic Series universe into the main Marvel Cinematic Universe with a movie that I feel, personally, has no place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but is an okay movie from a movie standpoint. So, having said my piece right off the bat, let's jump into Marvel's Eternals. Now... Going into this movie, I know we've talked about it a couple times, I was very underwhelmed by the trailers, by the content of the movie, and by the Neil Gaiman uh, comic series that they based some of this off of. Um, I was hopeful, I guess, that it would be better, and I just feel like it wasn't better from like a filmmaker standpoint i think it was a great standalone in its own universe movie i think tying it into the marvel cinematic universe was a mistake and i don't think it fit it felt very much like a square peg round hole situation so those are my first thoughts We'll see what you guys thought about it. Luke, you go. You're on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I already, yeah. I, and I've, I've put my first reaction on my YouTube channel. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know. I've got a lot. I've got very specific things I probably want to say about this film. We'll see how we get into that. But um, it was way too long of a movie and it did not make use of its time. Um, I know we've talked kind of kind of deep into some of the backgrounds of some of, of the, these characters and just the setup. And yeah, like I had this one big opportunity that would have been incredible. But even if they didn't go with that I would have been fine if they would have like really like made this movie hook with everyone this seems to be one of those love it or hate it films and the mass seem to be not not feeling it <laughs> um yeah it, it was a little bit of a letdown for sure how about you Elisa well I wouldn't say that it was a letdown because I, I think I went in with like not low expectations, but like no expectations, because I don't know anything about the Eternals, and um, you guys were saying like the marketing wasn't giving a whole lot away. It was just like it was 
a series of sweeping visuals that we got in the trailer, which I was like, ooh, <laughs> that looks neat. Um, but yeah, as for the story, I was like, no idea, none, coming up with nothing. Um, I did actually, I did enjoy the movie. Um, it wasn't uh, perfect. It certainly, I think that the biggest issue with me is that it didn't seem as polished as a lot of MCU films do. I'm willing to kind of chalk that up to COVID. Um, that uh, post-production probably was uh, not easy for anybody. Uh, if they needed reshoots, who knows if they even could do them. Um, there were some bits in the script uh, that I felt were a little bit, a little rough around the edges, like introducing all the characters' names by just having other characters be like, thanks, Ajax. Like, okay, we could have gotten that later. We're, <laughs> I just, it felt kind of shoehorned in in a lot of places. But there were a lot of positives. I really loved a lot of the cast. Um, those visuals, like I said earlier, uh, Chloe Zhao certainly has a very, a very specific eye and a very cinematic eye. She's like, not, she's not messing around with throwing a bunch of stuff in front of a green screen either for most of the movie. She's like, okay, we're going out to a beach. It's going to have roaring waves. <laughs> it's going to be all very crashy and dramatic. It's going to look great. All right. I'm here for it. Um, so yeah, thought it was entertaining. I, I'm invested enough in the characters to see how they're eventually going to fit into the rest of the MCU at large. Um, although it's funny, like my husband was saying a lot of the same stuff that, <laughs> that you guys are saying uh, as criticism. Again, I didn't think it was perfect. I did have a good time at the movies. Um, and I am interested to see uh, what kind of paths they're going to take as, you know, Avengers, Dark Avengers, wherever they're going to end up in the MCU. Okay. Well, I feel like we've got similar similar ideas because I from a movie standpoint, strictly a going to the movie, watching a movie standpoint. I thought it was okay. I don't think it was great. It did have downs, it had ups. I agree that like let's be honest, once they basically got to the point where um, one of the characters turned on all the other characters, I felt like there were 30 minutes of the movie that should have just been taken out. Because <laughs> it all of a sudden I was like, how long is this movie? Well, I feel mm -hmm. like I've been sitting in this theater for hours, which I had been. Yeah. But it, it just like the movie slowed down to a crawl for what felt like forever. So... I will agree that there were some slow parts that could have been taken out. Um, but but as a movie experience, I thought it was okay. It wasn't the best. wasn't the worst. It was fine. But coming at it from like a Marvel standpoint, I feel like they did some oh-no-nos that they shouldn't have. Like reworking how Celestials are made. We're like, okay... In the comics, yes, the way that they explain Celestials is, like, relatively close to this. But in the cinematic universe, we've already met Ego, who is a Celestial, mm -hmm. who explained that he just came into being as, like, a, as like a nothing, right? As just, like, mm -hmm. a mind and built himself up. So if we're to believe that's how Celestials are formed, then this whole story about like, oh no, it's this one Celestial that plants baby Celestials in planets and then they grow inside the planet like an egg and then they hatch out of the planet. That's, well, hold on. The, mm -hmm. you, just, you just wiped away all the other stuff you told us about Celestials already and have now created this new version. So that to me was big, like, hold on. Don't do that. Don't, like, at least somehow take that and form it into this if you're going to claim that this is all the same universe. My second big oh no-no was after reading the Eternal story, there are a lot of parallels with this, obviously. I mean, they got to pull it from somewhere, right? I never read the original Eternals. I've only read the, like, more recent, the Neil Gaiman one which is like 
basically the same storyline, but like updated a little bit. Um, the stuff that they changed from that was like okay for me. Like I think in that one, Tiamat the Celestial was actually, he was called the Dreaming Celestial. He was put to sleep for betraying the other Celestials and like stored inside of Earth. He wasn't as big as he is in the movie. I mean, he was just like a tall robot. Um, <laughs> and then the whole storyline is like uh, Sprite wants to be an adult. So Sprite is siphoning power off of the Dreaming Celestial to erase the memories of all the other Eternals so that they don't know that the Celestial is there and why they're there and is this whole thing and that I don't know. I'm I'm fine with them changing that, but I just felt like they didn't give us a story with the, the with the Eternals. Like they just kind of explained it all away like ah they're all robots. And I was like God. that yeah. What? <laughs> as soon as they that came into play, I was kind of like I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> like how can I even care about these things? Like they're, they're robots or androids. Like, and overall, I kind of thought they were lame. Like the powers weren't that cool. Like I'm like, vision just blows y'all out of the water. Like what's going on? I was like, I've got so much more respect for vision now. Right. Well, and Druig, like it's, it's weird to me that Druig wasn't higher up. Like in the comics, Druig is, Mm -hmm. um, Druig is more of like a evil. He's one of the more evil characters in the comics. Mm-hmm. Like he's the one that turns originally and is like, no, like I'm going to take over everything because he can control people's minds. But he didn't seem as powerful in the comics. Whereas like in the movie, it was mm-hmm. just like, my God, he could stop literally everybody in their tracks for miles mm-hmm. around. Like, why wouldn't he, if he turned, why wouldn't he just take over? And again, they get to a point where they just kind of explain it away. They're just like, oh, mm-hmm. I realize that, like, people need to make mistakes. And it's like, that's that, that's literally what she told you when you said you wanted to take over everybody. And you said that that wasn't a good enough reason. And then all of a sudden, it was the reason that he didn't. And I was like, you're, like, backtracking on something that you already did in this, in this movie. Like, so I, I don't know. I feel like it was... And maybe it was COVID that, like, kind of made things a little more difficult for them with this movie. But it did feel very disconnected. Mm. Like, it felt like parts of the movie didn't match up with other parts of the movie that didn't match up with the universe that you've created. But then they would shove stuff in to be like, yeah, yeah, see, it's in the Marvel Universe. Like, (laughs) oh, she mentioned Captain America. Oh, you know, they see the banner that says, welcome back to say that this happened after the blip or whatever. So it's like, I get it. I get that they're trying to make this in the same universe, but I just feel like it didn't fit. I think they could have done better defining their whole present day. Cause this is what you look at how they're releasing these things. And this is probably why, like it may, I guess it could make sense because of how, when this was supposed to be released, but I was like, how is this going to fit into like the multiverse? I was just waiting to see like what's going to happen to kind of bring everything in together. And we never really got that. Yeah. And so I was struggling with like, how can you say it's present day when we've seen films recently where all this stuff is going on? So like, what is the present day actually? Like, when is this going on? Yeah. And I almost feel like I forgot to look it up. Um, only to clarify what I thought. And now I can't find it. Uh, anyway, I feel like the... Because I was thinking the same thing. Like, it, it ended in a way that didn't seem to lead this movie into any other movie that's coming up. And then we got the mid credit scene and the end credit scene. Mm-hmm. The mid credit scene seems to, to, like, show us where they're trying to take the Eternals... Right. Um, whereas the end credit scene seemed like, okay, this is actually leading to somebody or leading mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Um, I 
feel like the, I mean, I don't know. Uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to like talk, <laughs> like break down the movie? Because I, I don't, I feel like to me the most exciting parts were the mid credit scene and the end credit scene. <clears throat> but I don't yeah. want to just skip over the whole movie. I know, so. it's tough to skip over because like I thought like the first act was fine. The second act was just like, where is this going? I'm getting so bored. The third act, I'm hating everyone. <laughs> I like at the end, like uh, I was done with Icarus. I was so done. I wanted him gone. He was so annoying. Like he Super was the worst. Man. Yeah. And it's just like, and then, we can't. I don't think we can glance over the whole like DC. <laughs> I saw uh, n- another YouTuber was like, basically, we're watching the Kmart version of DC characters. Yeah. Well, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say that I, I liked that they mentioned DC stuff in this because it was fun to see them. Like, if you look at superheroes now, right, superheroes' stories are usually based on some sort of myth from mm-hmm. long ago. So it's fun to think that, like, and they, they kind of explain that, like, with the end credits, right? They, like, show all these pictures from mythology and you're supposed to tie in the different eternals that go with those stories or whatever so it was kind of funny seeing them mention dc stuff so much they talk about batman and Mm -hmm. uh and alfred they talk about superman multiple times so it's funny seeing them bring that up because it's like okay so in the marvel universe dc is making comics and those comics are probably based on stories of the Eternals, yeah. right? Like, so right. it's funny to see that. And it's like, oh, I, I see you're like tying in. <laughs> but it was so weird. Like when he first said the Batman line, I mean, I get it, right? You look at Icarus and immediately you're like, that's Superman. That's just Superman. They didn't even mm. try to make him different. That's Superman. Copy paste. Exactly. <laughs> but when they said, oh, like Alfred to Batman, I was like, whoa what <laughs> you're just calling out uh just calling them out huh like have they done that in any dc property not that i know of that they've like just straight up mentioned marvel so i mean that was apparently totally intentional because uh chloe Zhao had said in an interview that i was reading that she did base icarus not only on superman but on Zack snyder's superman <laughs> And I mean, I I get it. I mean, like she's a fangirl. I'm right there with her. And like I was getting like very serious Henry Cavill vibes from Richard Madden and in this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I sorry, I do love Icarus. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just do. And I know he's a disaster of epic proportions, but. I kind of admire the fact that he stuck to his guns so much. And he had nothing to gain from it. It's not like the Celestials were slipping him $20 or anything. He just believed Mm -hmm. in their mission. And he knew he was going to lose everything. Even his memories of Cersei. So, yeah, again. I won't go straight to Dirtbag. But he's he's approaching Dirtbag capacity. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, he was so sincere in how much he did, like, love Cersei and their whole thing was they had this whole star-crossed aspect of their relationship. So, And also, Richard Madden is just a really good actor. Did y'all watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. You mean Game of Thrones seasons one through seven, right? <laughs> let's just... Let's just uh... The good part. Be accurate. Let's be accurate. Yeah, he's a solid actor. And, and um, it, it was unfortunate. Like, I'm... Uh, we haven't even talked about uh, Dane Whitman yet. Like oh, yeah. diving into that is like super awesome. So it was very unfortunate that we didn't really get to see much of uh, Kit Harrington in this film. Mm-hmm. But I think I think with his character, they did right. Like the few moments that he's in, I think the right things were done to build up like his story. Mm-hmm. So I like that approach, and I'm excited to see like where they're gonna go, what they're gonna do with that. I just wish that we could have gotten more of that from, from, from some of these other characters. Yeah. Well, and, and like you were saying, I almost feel like at, at points Icarus 
was acting at a 10 and everyone that was acting with him was at like a six. <laughs> and so it was, it went back to that weird disconnect of like, he's acting his heart out. He is playing this role to perfection and everyone around him is like, Icarus, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, what? I mean, I don't know. Like meet him at least. Like, yeah. I I agree that I felt like at times Icarus was like an I was sorry Elisa he was annoying <laughs> like mm-hmm. just d- deal with him please like let's go but I also feel like as soon as they showed Cersei that there were like all of these robot them's lined up right in like an assembly line basically you're like okay so immediately death means nothing so the two that died are easily replaced for the next mission or whatever they never really explain how that works right like the celestial says hey i made i made you guys so that you wouldn't turn on me and so i made you robots okay well that didn't work they turned on him but he still has all these other robots that he could just send to kill them right like right I don't know. I feel like that was a kind of a weird plot hole that they just didn't really address. Or does he turn them all into deviants and Yeah. Or could he turn seems... them off? I mean, they're robots, right? Like you'd think that he would just yeah. have like a power switch and be like, "Okay, turn you off." But so it almost felt like the reason that he made them was so that they wouldn't be like the deviants and mm-hmm. evolve then they evolved so (laughs) clearly he didn't either he didn't do a good job or didn't do anything different like i don't i don't know that just seemed weird to me like the the whole storyline of the deviants being there for the same purpose originally i don't know Uh, the deviants in the books or the comics are cooler anyway because they're like (laughs) crazy demons but they can like take the form of humans so Hmm. So that's cool they like sneak around and stuff where in this it was just like now they're just monsters like it's just oh but like the the humanoid deviant in this could totally just get lost i had that was the 20 minutes (laughs) they could have cut out of this movie yeah i was like no i mean it's 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 strictly there to keep us from being like wait is icarus the stealth villain (laughs) right it's a distraction and, and I then don't like it. It's literally like, I don't, well, but, but then I feel like that goes back to that moment where I was like, how long is this movie? Because <laughs> they, ex- they like show you that Icarus is bad. And then there's still another 20 minutes before they take care of the other, the like humanoid deviant yeah. who just like basically disappears for a while and then comes back for this final fight and gets taken out in four minutes or whatever and it's like oh so we waste you just wasted our time you wasted so much of our time explaining how this deviant could take their powers he took two people's powers and then just got cut up in one second like great thanks we're talking about (laughs) annoying characters though uh to me and this is not uh the fault of the actress who's playing her but God, Sprite, I know that they made her as a kid, but like she's not a she's not a kid. She's literally millennia old. And so like her maintaining this really like irritating adolescent personality made no sense and instead was just irritating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, no shade at that young actress. She did a great job. It's just Sprite. Yeah. They at least gave her a happy ending. Uh, in in the comic, Sprite, like I said, kind of like wipes. He uses the a power from the Eternal to wipe everyone's memory and to kind of start over so that he can age. Hmm. But then he doesn't age and instead becomes like a child pop star and has a show. Hmm. When the other Eternals start to get their memories back and realize what he did, he's like, oh my gosh, sorry guys, like... I know I messed up and they're like, it's fine. So he goes to live his life, right? Gets on a train, 
while he's on the train, that's when Zurus shows up. Says, like, hey, I know you messed up. You know you messed up. They hug. Zero snaps Sprite's neck and kills Sprite. And I that was the one part of that comic that I was like, whoa, that's super heavy and emotional. And so the whole movie, I was waiting for that. Hmm. I was like, oh, are they going to kill Sprite? Are they going to kill Sprite? And then it, at the end, they were just like, oh, we turned Sprite into a human. And I was like, well, that's nice. But... <laughs> But I guess whenever but the Eternals come back, right, there are other robots. robots. So <laughs> how can how can they go? Why didn't they make? Uh, I just don't well, know. now, well, all of a sudden, Cersei is powerful enough to, yeah, to turn people into trees or trees into people. So who knows? And deviants into deviant trees. Uh-huh. <laughs> so here's another thing that really bothered me. <laughs> so. The Eternals are basic, okay, they're quote-unquote immortal, but when you look at the little details, they don't seem that strong, because, like, one gets stabbed with a knife like it's no big deal, and there was a couple other moments that happened, but when they're actually, like, fighting, it seems, like, a lot more intense, but it's, like, the simplest thing could take one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that just... And only one of them can heal, but... When Cersei gets stabbed and turns the knife into water and saves everybody, when mm-hmm. she stands up, she literally just passes her hand over her stomach and the wound seals up and her clothes fix themselves. It's handy. Hmm. When, yeah, when could she do that all of a sudden? What the hell was that? She Whenever she absorbed some... the thingy. Yeah. Yeah, but, didn't, but the deviant sucked up the healing power from... It multiplies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like, I don't understand. Hold on. Because I agreed. I was like, aren't they supposed to be like super powerful? But then like, yeah, they can just get stabbed or shot potentially. Like, why didn't somebody, like, why didn't the Deviants just run in with guns? Like, other than the Speedster, no one else really stood a chance. <laughs> I'm kind of relieved that they're not super duper powerful though. Cause that was one thing I was, you know, kind of sketched out about going into this is that I thought that they were going to be like these all powerful gods and I would be, you know, a irritated because they didn't help out at all with Thanos. Um, <laughs> and also kind of like, okay, so where's conflict coming from in the coming films? If they can just be like, let's call up the Eternals. They can do literally everything and not die. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm, I'm more down for this version of their powers than what I was expecting. But then we have to think that, like, even the ones that died aren't dead, right? Like, he all all the Celestials have to do is, like, start up another, mm-hmm. the two that died. I can't remember the two that died. but Ajax and Gilgamesh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all they have to do is turn on another Gilgamesh and Ajax send them to Earth, and now we've got another Gilgamesh and Amak. What? They Ajax. even like, have the they'll... little thingy with their memories. <laughs> right, right. So they just plug their memories in. you got the exact they'll, same characters uh, come back. No, they'll, they'll bring them back in the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, <laughs> but so, all right. Well, we talked about the movie. Let's get to the important part. <laughs> the end credits. So... The two characters that we get introduced to in the mid-credit scene are Star Fox and Pip, which what who picked those for their names? What came first, this or the N64 Star Fox game? Right. Um, <laughs> so I I recognized them. Like I I was like I know that I've seen Pip in something and star fox sounds familiar i recognize them from a guardians of the galaxy i believe Mm -hmm. they they like met up and did something with the guardians or were part of the original guardians or something there was something with guardians of the galaxy i was trying to look it up but i couldn't find it um but that was interesting to me because i was like okay so you've introduced these two new characters who have well at least 
Star Fox has ties to Thanos and mm-hmm. to Adam Warlock, which we already know is going to be a big part of Guardians. Mm-hmm. So is that them saying that like Eternals is... I feel like Marvel is split, right? There's the Earth stuff and there's the space stuff. Mm-hmm. Earth stuff always has to do with the Avengers. Space stuff always has to do with Guardians. So yeah. is that where the Eternals are going to land? They're going to land somewhere in Guardians territory and like only being maybe that string of movies? The, the struggle is with Star Fox and Pip, they're both Avengers, but they're both members of Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So I think it's like, are they going to just toss these two characters around both parties or I'm banking we will see them in the next Guardians film. Yeah. Uh, but it'll probably be like another post credit scene. But it's also curious to see like, however the whole like multiverse plays, like if Thanos were to come back in some way, will we see Thanos and Star Fox fight or do brotherly yeah. stuff? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they ever fought in the comics. But I believe I thought Star Fox aided the help of fighting Thanos. I thought he aided the Avengers in some way. He, I think he helps them get Adam Warlock. Ah, like okay. I think that's his claim to that's, fame. Gotcha. Um, and uh, Guardians Three just started filming like yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, I uh, I put in my name for uh, for some extra work. I don't think I'll get it because it's oh, <laughs> that's it's awesome. in Atlanta. But um, play. Oh, since, since we're still talking about this, this is what was spoiled. Like as soon as the early screenings of Eternals came out, this is what went trending was that Harry Styles was playing this character. Hmm. So I already knew this going in. Interesting. Yeah. I would like to congratulate myself on recognizing Patton Oswalt before I recognize Harry Styles. <laughs> I was going to say, if you want to be jealous of anybody, be jealous of Patton Oswalt. Because he's in, he's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as like a pretty main character, or at least main like side character for most of that show. He got MODOK, and mm-hmm. now he's in the main MCU. And I think he's, isn't he in something in, I, I want to say that, like, I saw that he got cast in, in one of the series. So, like, Patton Oswald all over the place in the MCU. Like, go Patton. Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> well, so we see this, this mid-credit roll. Before we get to the end credits, I want to point out, that at one point, the entire movie screen is just names of visual effects artists. <laughs> it blew my mind. But it also made sense because, I mean, much like the trailer, most of this movie was just like sweeping landscape shots yeah. for sweeping landscape shot sake. Um, so we get through all the credits finally, which I felt like took forever, but probably just because so many people worked on visual effects. Good on them. It was amazing. Um, we get to the main, the, the scene that made it all worth it for me. <laughs> so I think the, the, whole, the whole movie, whenever we see Kit Harrington, they're like kind of giving us bits and pieces about his character. Like pretty early on, he gets the ring. Uh, you know, he talks about, hey, I've got some family history that we need to talk about. And then even when his name shows up in the main part of the credits, it's the box with the family crest on it. Yep. And so the whole time you're like, oh, okay, I get it. So we finally like get get to see him open the box and we see the sword. And it's kind of... I mean, I guess going into it, you kind of already know or, like, assume you know what it is if you're, like, a huge Marvel fan. But they've already mentioned it once, right? Like, um, Thena is messing around with a sword, and Sprite says, is that the Ebony Blade? And she says, no, it's Excalibur. And you're like, hey, those are two big, big names to throw around, right? Like, everybody knows Excalibur, Mm -hmm. King Arthur, Ebony Blade belongs to the black knight later goes to blade kind of a big deal as far as swords go in the marvel universe 
Um, so she says that's Excalibur. So he opens this box, and there's a blade that looks very similar to Excalibur. But you have to immediately think, okay, well, they they basically already told us what this blade is by saying that Athena had Excalibur. This has to be the Ebony Blade. Uh, it's whispering at him. He goes to touch it. I thought that was really cool that the blade was like, I don't even know calling how to describe him. it. It was like yeah. calling, but it was like rippling towards his finger. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And then we hear it. We hear a voice. I don't think he even showed up in the credits. Nope. But it has to be Mahershala Ali's voice. It is. So this is our first official Blade appearance without appearing. <laughs> Quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah. In the Marvel Universe, which I thought was perfect because we just watched the first Blade movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, this is way more exciting than anything the Eternals are doing. Like, I do not care. Go to space. Stay away. <laughs> Don't need you anymore. <laughs> Go be robots. I remember the first, <laughs> the first time I ever saw the Black Knight was in... I want to say Lego Avengers, the first, the first like Lego Marvel game or whatever. Hmm. Um, there's like a storyline where you're you're like helping the Black Knight fight in time or something, and I was like, "Who's the Black Knight? Like this sounds cool. How did I never know about the Black Knight?" So then I read a couple, then I learned the whole history about the Black Knight. So it was super exciting to see that that's in the Marvel universe. Cause that's another one of those like weird characters that you're like, who knows who the black Knight is like mm -hmm. what a weird, that's like moon Knight. but we're getting moon Knight. Now we've got black Knight. Mm -hmm. I wonder if black Knight's going to be a series or if black Knight will be a part of the next step in the MCU. I mean, it's kid Harrington's like a big name to shoe. Yeah. I feel like, uh, that's weird. That is a weird one because I just feel like it's going to be a miss. Why would they do a series if they've already put him in like a big screen? Yeah. Um. I don't know, but maybe they could because I believe Blade's going to bounce around. Mm -hmm. So maybe this character could as well. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all I know is that in the, the next Whatever, what's next spider-man right mm -hmm. wow they're not gonna put it in well maybe they will i don't know at the end of spider-man i want to see i want to see that boot shot from the first blade movie where it's just boots <laughs> for like <laughs> 10 seconds give me more blade give it just no we, we want that, that no we want the rave music man that's what we want <laughs> i wow <laughs> I I was excited. Um, I guess the only other like big thing for me from the movie was uh, I love Kamal Nanjiani. I want him in more mm -hmm. stuff. Thought he was hilarious. Um, and there was a weird part with the Celestial where when he like accepted them killing the other Celestial, he was just like, "Yeah, that's fine," but. I'm going to come back and I'm going to check on you. So in the comics, that's what the Celestials do. Instead of like, um, instead of like growing inside of a planet, they originally would like come back to planets and check on them and be mm -hmm. like, Hey, are you, are humans doing well? Cause if you're not, we're going to destroy the planet. And, they would feed on the sentience of the humans from the planet. And Galactus was kind of like a checks and balances system for Celestials where he would show up to a planet. And if the planet was like doing really, really well and had Celestials on it, like feeding on these humans, he would destroy the planet. So it was weird to me when the Celestial said, I'll come back and check on you. And they gave him like those little wings on the side of his head and kind of made it look like it was supposed to be like a Galactus reference. Because I was like, is this 
supposed to be like a Galactus thing, or is this supposed to be more like a original Celestials thing? Because, hmm. I mean, we have to get Galactus eventually. Like, that's such yeah. a huge villain to not show up. But I don't, I don't want them to jump the gun and introduce him before we've gotten our real first look at Kang and before... <laughs> all the multiverse stuff plays out like <coughs> i want been too fun. many big bads <laughs> yeah also could have been fun to see a gigantic watcher looking over the celestials yeah <laughs> that would have been kind of fun i was gonna say i know we talked about like if the if the watchers ever showed up in a marvel movie before and yeah. I was I was remembering they were at the end of one of them, but I couldn't remember which one. But I just watched Guardians two a couple nights ago, and mm-hmm. when they're when uh, Rocket and Yondu are like warping to mm-hmm. Ego, and they pass by uh, Stan Lee, he's talking to all the Watchers, and they show like a close up of one of the uh, Watchers, and it's like, oh, there, there's the I Watcher. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that in a while. I should get back and check that out. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I hope that that comes in to play too somewhere, right? Like, yeah. I mean, especially with them doing what if, and right. now we're kind of getting this more like all this crazy stuff is happening. I mean, I hope so. What are y'all doing, Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess because <sighs> uh, yeah, I feel like. The post credit. Okay, so we're gonna wrap up the year with Spider Man. There's no telling what they're gonna do in the post credit on that, because mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's gonna go in expecting that it's gonna be Venom and Spidey meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I'm and betting. Morbius. I'm betting it's gonna be something so out there that no one can think of. It's gonna be Mephisto. It's gonna be what? Mephisto. I. Uh... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Unless uh, they could do, uh, they could do that since, since we're going to get, are we getting another, f- when's the next one? Is it January? The next movie? Yeah. I think so. I don't have that list. So we'll get one in December and then one, another Marvel film in uh, January. Did you guys see the Spider-Man leaks over the last couple of days? I saw the poster. Did you see the other things? I saw some references to it, but I avoided. I didn't did mean to see it. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> it was something like, I, I uh, the headline was like a big reveal or some reveals, but I, I avoided it so yeah. far. The thing I is, the, the issue is it's probably going to pop up on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. I can't quit Twitter because I need yeah. that dumpster fire in my life, but... <laughs> It was it was not it was not hard to find on Twitter. It was like trending, and so I was like, "Oh look, I'm gonna oh my goodness!" After I clicked on it, like, <laughs> I didn't want to see that. <laughs> I think I saw an article that literally said "New Spider-Man leaks," and I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna open it." And that was that's all I've seen so far. I did see a a poster, but I couldn't tell if it was fan made. So if you've seen a poster, then maybe that was a real poster. But I don't know. I mean, we already knew Green Goblin was in it, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like they, it had the it had the little goblin bomb in the trailer. Right. So right. like that's not that's not a spoiler. We know that. Yeah. So I, I I didn't I didn't know if that's what the article was about or if there were other spoilers, but I was just like, yeah, there we, are other we already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Does one of them hate Mondays? <laughs> that's the only one I care about. Um well, I guess let's uh let's do our classic rating system for this movie um so i'll i don't know do you guys want me to kick it off go for it all right how many eternals were there seven ten (laughs) ten i think there were ten i was trying to do the math because when he was making all the rings i was like is this the ten rings and i was like no that doesn't make sense those those are really old um (laughs) but then i was like ah two of them are dead and one of them i don't know so all right, let's say there's 10. So I'm going to give this two sprites <laughs> out of 10 Eternals. Gracious. Yeah. 
So uh, that's my that's my rating. I I think as a movie, it was good. Definitely always support women in film. Support minorities in film. I thought that it was very cool that they they used like climate change was like a part of this movie talking about you know like the ice melted and that's what released the deviants or whatever so like thought that was cool that they're like throwing that in there i thought it was really cool that um i should have written all their names down i don't know why i didn't <laughs> um <laughs> the speedster i can't remember her name makari uh, yes uh i thought it was really cool that uh that she signed everything and everybody knew sign language like even back in time they were like signing stuff to her i assume before sign language was a language i was about to say it's american sign language before there was sign language or america yeah yeah exactly um so i thought that that was cool uh so like support the movie i think the movie overall did great things for people that we need to support more in film but as a Marvel movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I did not like it. That's where I'll end. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone down the rabbit hole of all of the Eternals because now I'm seeing how they changed them. And I'm like, oh, this would have been cool. <laughs> like, uh, I was going to say, is it Kingo? Uh-huh. Or King of mm-hmm. something like that. Or, hang on, where was he? Sorry, I just I just read him on this list. How am I? Even the Unimind. We didn't even go into the Unimind. I thought that was a little tacky. <laughs> oh, that was we so also didn't talk about We didn't talk about Icarus flinging himself into the sun, which I was like, that's dramatic. Oh, yeah. my goodness, yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah King O. River Icarus. King O, he was actually supposed to be this, this master swordsman, so I wonder why they switched it up. I, I don't know. I know that they, like, I don't know. They, like, basically made him, like, look like Vegeta. <laughs> like Yeah, and yeah, and he had he, finger guns. Yeah, finger guns. <laughs> but but uh, he's supposed to be a samurai, as well as a film star and producer. Oh, <laughs> triple threat. I think right? that maybe they were, like, that would take away from Thena, like, because that's yeah. her thing. So yeah. they couldn't have two swordsmen. They didn't want to, like... Could have like Johnny caged him. Really fun. <laughs> so what's your I'll, rating, Luke? <laughs> I'm gonna give it three Kingos. <laughs> out of how many Kingos? <laughs> out of ten. We're going out of ten. I'm gonna go one up just because we get to hear Blade's voice. <laughs> that gives it a little extra coolness. I do want to watch this one again. Um There could be a lot lot that I may have overlooked, but uh I would. I'll sit through this three-hour, almost three-hour one one more time. Because I, I, I'm torn. If I, if we look at like our overall MCU ratings, I'd probably right as of right now, I have to put this at the very bottom. Oh, a hunt, yeah. Um, I just need to see if it can justify itself. To I mean, the Iron Man Christmas higher. special was better than this. <laughs> anyway. We have established that the Iron Man Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Is good. Oh, man. <laughs> it is better than Thor 2. I don't even yeah. know about that. Well, I mean, okay. I don't... I don't fast-forward through bits of Iron Man 3, and I do fast-forward through bits of Thor 2. <laughs> but what about this? Bits. What about Eternals? Would you fast-forward through bits of Eternals? I would fast-forward through the part with the... Uh, humanoid deviant for sure <laughs> so like um, a good half of the movie no, get that out of here it's hideous I, um, no. I don't, who's gonna put that airplane scene on repeat because that was the most cringeworthy thing ever <laughs> i don't really know what was going on there Oh, when the airplane's like flying off it's, i couldn't really tell if it was cgi or what it was just so poorly done just, it was rough yeah, but in the airplane, we get to see that uh, Kingu has Captain America's shield hanging on the wall. If anyone mm-hmm. saw that, so um, I I do use the five avocados rating system. 
Hmm. And so I'll give this 3.8 avocados. It's like the fourth one's included, but there's not the pit. Hmm. <laughs> I was just about to say <laughs> pit in her all. Because there there were too many pluses for this for me to give it like a poor rating. Because like I said, I, I did have fun watching it. There there were the parts that I was kind of like, really? Like, uh, like it was flying into the sun like why it's, we already established that you know they kind of forgive you you know you've done bad everybody else knows you've done bad you can move on from this there is there is a future icarus and fina doesn't know how to work a toaster like she didn't time travel from ancient babylon she lived through the 20th century how does she not know how to work a toaster yeah, yeah and real. also they're like well they were out in the middle of, they were in australia they have toasters in australia festus probably that. invented the toaster like... festus invented the toaster <laughs> he invented the plow the nuclear bomb and the toaster it's been a very storied career for festus oh man but like some of the things that you guys are saying like i love camilla and johnny and i want to see more of him in the mcu i don't know where he went whenever they all decided that they were going to do the thing and he's just like i'm not Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bye. Uh, uh, God bless them for casting uh, Angelina Jolie and Salma Hayek. A lot of, a lot of directors, a lot of producers probably wouldn't have purposefully cast older women in these roles, but they did, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, they're both queens; they can be in whatever they want to be in. Um, uh, a lot of the, like I said earlier, the relationships were things that I enjoyed. Like even though I did laugh and pretty much kind of agree whenever um makari and druig were like being all flirty and stuff in front of each other and kinga was like is this new because i hate it (laughs) because up until that point i i'd had a real problem with druig but whenever he was around makari i was like oh that's Mm kind of sweet (laughs) yeah they make him super creepy yeah until she shows up and then he's like <laughs> Sunshine of my life, where have you been? And the answer is in a cave with some books. Stealing things, apparently. <laughs> yeah, she's just she had she's a bunch a of little, relics. Oh, horde. Yeah. Um. So, I did enjoy it. Uh, I do. I do want to watch it again. I still don't think that I would rank it very high among the other MCU movies. It might. Uh, I think it. I think it scrapes past Iron Man too. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know that y'all will disagree with me on that, but I'm not. I'm not accurately conveying how much I didn't like Iron Man two. And I mean, I wouldn't put it past Age of Ultron, but I think it's. I think it's sandwiched between. I think it those. depends where Eternals is going, because mm. I agree that I think Iron Man two, while not a incredibly strong movie, I think it did a lot for explaining more of Tony. Like who Tony is, and like the stuff that he's battling, like internally. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if the next Eternals movie or the next time we see the Eternals pulls on stuff from this movie, like relationship wise and character wise, then okay, I, I agree with you. I think there needs to be some sort of payoff for sitting through a three hour movie where essentially two things happened. <laughs> so yeah we'll see also what are the jump scares get those out of my marvel movies Let's wait just... okay where where was there a jump scare there were three jump scares i think where someone would be talking and then just get attacked by a loud noise and <laughs> a deviant would like yank them off screen and it was like i don't know why but like all the movie theaters here in our town like to turn the volume to 11 so every time that happened it wasn't so much like a huh, like a scare it was more like a ah my ears are bleeding <laughs> because it was so loud and abrupt don't put that in my movies take that out I of my re- movies i do recall one but it was just like one of those classic setups so you knew it was coming yeah oh well, yeah i knew it was coming yeah. but i didn't think that i would have but, to earmuffs so that right <laughs> I wasn't bleeding by the end of the movie. I don't Wait, know. Wait, can I? <laughs> Sorry. Can I share the thing that annoyed my husband the most? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting so angry at how they changed the characters' names just a little bit from like the Greek gods. He's like, 
Oh, so she's Thena instead of Athena? That's dumb. Oh, she's Makari instead of Mercury? That's dumb. Icarus <laughs> with a K? It's dumb, it's stupid, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think them, because I think in the comics, Olympia is like an actual place that they live, where in this, mm -hmm. it was like, nah, Olympia's made up. Um, and uh, Olympia in the comics goes on to either inspire Olympus or become Olympus or so it has some mm. some connection to Olympus so it's like yeah all of these gods are the Greek gods that we know about yeah. right but yeah. in this it's kind of like they mentioned it a few times offhandedly but they never it was like just just say it just say it just say <laughs> yeah. you're the Greek gods like I don't understand why you're not you're just sort of like semi beating around like oh Fistus makes things and Thena's the Athena's the goddess of war. And it's like, just say, just say it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like over and he's like, and I'm Gilgamesh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a Who they ruined Hercules. Hercules is a Marvel character. And they show a statue of Hercules and they put Gilgamesh's glove on it. No. No, <laughs> Marvel. Hercules is a Marvel character. He can't do that. Wow. put the glad in Gladiator. <laughs> well, that was Eternals. So, I, you know, if you're a super Marvel fan, I suggest seeing it, not with high hopes, but see it. I mean, I think, you know, maybe you'll like it. I don't know. With, with the same kind of expectations you'd look at if you were dating over 35. <laughs> I don't mean that. <laughs> so... Tell us what you thought of the movie. Tell us what you're excited to see. Maybe, like, what are your theories on the Eternals and where they're going or where they're going to show up? We'd love to, to see some of those and maybe chat about them. Um, we're all looking forward to Hawkeye, which is coming out, what, the end of this month, right? Middle of this month? Uh, around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right? Middle. Middle. Two weeks? Three weeks? Something like that. Um, so, we're looking forward to that. Um be sure to follow us on social if you're not following us on social. And consider subscribing to our Patreon so that you can help us do bigger and better things. Um, I have recently started sending out emails to um, a couple um, like PR people for some of these actors and actresses that are in these uh, movies and shows to maybe try to get a little chat with them about something that's coming out um so getting the chance to maybe meet them in person would be really cool and maybe do something with them on camera uh so but you know we all have day jobs and so we would appreciate your support so that we could make those things happen for you and for us <laughs> but for you mostly uh so <laughs> check out our patreon subscribe to us on social Again, let us know your thoughts. Leave us reviews. Let us know how we're doing, what you want us to do differently or better, and we'll see. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. Um, you guys got anything else for our listeners? No, um, just uh, I'm just excited for Hawkeye and Spider-Man. I think that's a good way to wrap up the year for Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. For sure human and a mutant um <laughs> <laughs> so we will see you all next week uh i guess a one-liner anybody stop posting spider-man spoilers on twitter don't do it we'll, <laughs> we'll find you <laughs> thanks everybody and we'll see you guys next time
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.